It's time for more Bet MGM Tonight with Ryan, Trista, and Nick on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Indiana's up 58-50 on Florida Gulf Coast. You know we got an early college basketball game, and that's what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Ball State, Northern Illinois, 10-7 Ball State. Love to see it. Love take, to see all of this, actually. Take whatever, you know. Indiana, um, Florida Golf's been covering this entire game. Now Indiana's on like a 19-1 to run, though. They were actually leading in this game. Indiana was down. Uh, coming up really quick, Michigan is a 10.5-point favorite. Hunter Dickinson's gone now. Uh, I'm going to actually grab some, it's gross, some UNC Asheville. Ugh. Plus 11 against Michigan in a game where the total is 143.5. I'm going to play it really small. Um, I just, you know, I'm not the biggest Juwan Howard guy. I'm not the biggest Michigan guy. Now, college football, I love them. I think they're the best team in the country. Um, Give me Michigan over the field. But uh, I'll take some uh, Asheville here, plus 11. And then, of course, we got Auburn coming up. How many bets do you have tonight? A lot. And I have a lot of women's, too. I have a 10-1 day going uh, right now in women's college basketball. Thanks to my uncle, actually. Where was the text? Um where well, was the text? Well, I wanted to wait and see. Where was the text? yesterday he gave yeah, me Ohio Yeah, yesterday State was a bad day. And they mm-hmm. got destroyed. Well, no, that we went 2-1, and one, but I, I wanted to wait and make sure that you we were had just a good a little, day. You wanted a larger sample size. The problem is if he's 10-1 and one today, uh, that's... I don't know. could reverse the other way he's, very quickly. He's gotten me in trouble with a lot of people, like, cut off, so we'll see. If he could keep this going, Let me get... I'd like to get cut off. <laughs> that'd be really... Listen, that, I've never been cut off by be, a book before. That's, that's, that's a, my dream. That'd be a good thing for me. It's my dream <laughs> to have BetMGM call me into their office and say, Trista, you're winning too much. You're... We gotta lower your bet size. We gotta shut you down for a little bit. Really quick, Auburn's... T- all the way to two and a half right now against. I Baylor. saw that two and a half point favorites you at MGM. Jump on it. So nothing though on this. Uh, no. Nothing on this Dirk Nowitzki, Jason Kidd pickleball that's going on right now on no, ESPN. I got nothing on that. Okay, just making sure, making sure no one's got that. Just you know, I don't even think you can bet on it. But if you did, oh, you can. Would you take uh, Jason Kidd or Dirk Nowitzki in his side? Probably Dirk. Dirk I'm going to go with a longer Dirk. wingspan. I'll, I'll just say this. Uh, pickleball on TV, not worth watching. No. It looks no. really bad. Like, it's not it's, all that fun to play. I tried because of the hip. You know, they have yeah. it in my gym. I was like, yeah. yeah, here's a new hobby since I can't run full court anymore. Nah, not great. <laughs> not fun. Mark Yarbrough jumps on with us. Uh, 7.30, the game down in Charlotte. And, of course, we got the Panthers playing on Thursday night football. And, uh, look, this is a team, obviously, that comes off Mark having the number one overall pick, and you got Bryce Young, and then we kind of look around and see C.J. Stroud and go, wow, C.J. Stroud looks really good, even with a bad offensive line. There's a million other factors there, but what is the feel right now in terms of what you've seen from Bryce Young in terms of how the fan base feels, how the media feels down there from the return so far? Uh, First of all, guys, appreciate you having me on tonight. Uh, Look, I I think you could see... There had been some progression made with Bryce Young, and I think there was optimism uh, about the way this offense was heading. No, it wasn't the 99 Rams, but it was, you know, it was coming in increments where you could see Bryce Young progressing. And then it felt like this past Sunday, uh, all that kind of went back down the drain. And as you mentioned, it didn't help that C.J. Stroud, you know, balls out, throws for five touchdowns in his game uh, against Tampa. So, uh, we're back to doom and gloom. It's getting dark now at quarter to five here. Uh, it's the the long cold winter is sitting in, and yeah, that that's where we are here in Charlotte. It's just uh, it's bad, and then great. Now we got Thursday night football with the Bears coming up, and I'm sure Al Michaels can't wait. So. <laughs> 
What about the weapons? Because I feel like there's not a lot there for Bryce Young to work with. And yes, maybe he's a little smaller than C.J. Stroud. Maybe he's got a better S too. Uh, but ultimately, when Adam Thielen is your most consistent receiver, the the ghost of Adam Thielen, who's been awesome this year, I feel like there's a lot left to be desired there offensively. Yeah, Trista, I mean, Adam Thielen could not have done more than he's done. I mean, he's I think he's even maybe exceeded some people's expectations. But you're right. If Adam Thielen is your solid number one, that's a problem. And that's been a problem. And that's not helped Bryce Young, uh, along with a bad offensive line, uh, a very inconsistent running game, has been just the lack of development from some of these other receivers. And I'm talking about Terrace Marshall, who – was the you know mini camp OTA All Star Pro Bowler and then has done crickets in the season. Jonathan Mingo's had a couple of moments, but he he's been you know he's still a rookie. Uh, DJ Chark had a touchdown on Sunday, but he you know he's been banged up a little bit. He's not really done a whole lot. So yeah, it's it's been Adam Thielen or bust, and that has been one of the reasons why this offense has struggled and. You know, when you got a young quarterback like Bryce, you need to provide him with everything that you can to help him out. You need a, a decent offensive line. You need a good running game. You need guys to step up at receiver, and that hasn't happened. And then throw in the fact that they go out and sign a Miles Sanders. He has been underwhelming. Now, he did show up in the second half on Sunday. It's like he almost remembered, hey, the season started. I need to start playing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he was he was better in the second half. That's as good as he's looked all year. But he has not had the season that people thought that he would have when he signed here. Hayden Hurst is a guy. Uh, and, look, I'll be honest with you. Hayden Hurst was not my first choice at tight end as far as free agency. I thought Dalton Schultz, Mike Gusecki, one of those guys, uh, I would have picked them ahead of Hayden Hurst. But when you look at what the Panthers have had at tight end the last few years, you thought Hayden Hurst would be an upgrade. Hayden Hurst can barely get on the field right now. He's, he's, he's probably the third tight end choice behind Tommy Trimble and, and Steven Sullivan. So uh, it's been a lot of reasons why Bryce Young has not had a great year, and certainly his receivers have not helped him. No, they haven't. And, um, you know, and, and we see C.J. Stroud, we see Will Levis look pretty good, you know, as a rookie. Even Anthony Richardson, before he went out, before he got hurt for the season, looked a little bit mm-hmm. better than I projected, than I expected, I should say. And so when you look at it, man, like, do you think Frank Reich is the guy for Bryce? Because um, he's known as kind of like the quarterback whisperer. Um, right. But the last couple of years, you know, weren't great for him. And what if there is a guy like Ben Johnson that's possibly available, the offensive coordinator for the Lions or this, you know, young, flashy offensive mind? You know, do you think maybe they would look to move away this soon? Or do you think Frank Reich's definitely there for the next couple of years with Bryce well, as a package? I, I think a lot of it depends on how this finishes up. I, it, I know we've talked about it a lot on our show. It is hard to imagine that David Tepper would be willing at 1 in 16, 2 in 15. To, to rerun this with Frank Reich. Uh, you, you brought up Ben Johnson. He was certainly a name that I think the Panthers were interested in before they hired Frank Reich, and then Ben Johnson decided, nah, I'm good here in Detroit. Maybe he knew what was good. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe he didn't want to come offensive here. Line. Yeah, he saw the writing on the wall. And you mentioned the offensive line. That is one area that we, at least we all down here thought was going to be you know, not great, but uh, a hell of a lot better than what we've seen. Uh, it, it has been probably the biggest disappointment of the season. Uh, but you know, back to your question, I 
I feel like I, I lean towards Frank Reich will get the benefit of the doubt and, and be brought back unless, like I said, this thing just really gets off the rails and David Tepper doesn't have a choice. But, yeah, the, the thought was this was the perfect setup for, for Bryce Young with Frank Reich, with Thomas Brown. And I mean, Frank Reich gave up play calling duties a couple of weeks ago. And I, I wouldn't say you've seen a lot of difference between him and Thomas Brown calling plays. Maybe they've thrown the ball down the field a little bit more since Thomas Brown took over. Uh, but, uh, th- look, this offense, two straight weeks. Last week they scored 15 in a win against Houston. They scored 13 in the loss on Sunday against the Colts against a defense that had been giving up a lot of points. And this this offense, uh, you know, just could not get it get it cranked up. Talking to Mark Yarbrough, Bet MGM tonight. All right, so we got the Panthers three and a half point dogs on the road at Chicago on Thursday night football. The total's 39 in that, which some people might say kind of a low total. And then you realize, oh, wait, it's a standalone game, Thursday night football. They're always lower totals. And then we see a one and seven team against a two and seven team. Mm. I don't know, man. This just this feels like another certainly an, an, an under game for me, no matter who's starting at quarterback for the Bears. What's just going into this game, what's I guess you could say, what's the thing that makes you the most confident, if there's anything, in the Panthers heading into Thursday night football? They're playing the Bears. <laughs> uh, that's the right answer. That, right I'm there. serious. That, that, that's really that's about it. I mean, look, the, the Panthers are banged up. Uh, Brian Burns is not going to play. He's out with a concussion. C.J. Henderson's out with a concussion. This offense is struggling. The, there's not a lot to, to hang your hat on. Uh, and you know, uh, other than you know, an Iowa under, there may not be a better safe bet right now than than taking the under in this game Thursday night. Yeah, man, it's been a rough one. I, I Thursday nights, Monday nights for all of us have been very tough for props. Mm-hmm. I know Adam Thielen will be my go-to. I do want to switch gears really fast and get your thoughts uh, around the Hornets. Uh, Terry Rozier looks like he's going to be out a couple games. I know you do radio there. I just wanted to get your thoughts on, on the basketball team and how kind of the vibe is uh, around the Hornets this year. Brandon Miller there has been a little bit up and down. LaMelo went absolutely bonkers the other night. Yeah, LaMelo had struggled, you know, the first few games, and then it seemed like the the light finally went on offensively for him. Uh, He had the big defensive stand Saturday night uh, up in Indiana. But it's funny, we were talking about this the other day. It feels like the Hornets have a chance to kind of grab the city right now with the way the the Panthers are going. But uh, I think people are are just kind of of scorned about the Hornets. They're just like they're beaten down. It's like there's no reason to get too excited – because in the end, you know, they're just they're not, they're not going to come through for you. But uh, Brandon Miller ha- has been has done a, a nice job so far. I know there were people on draft night or draft night, excuse me, booing the pick. They they were all about Scoot Henderson, but Brandon Miller so far ha- has done a nice job. And I think if it's about health for this team, uh, if Lamelo can stay healthy, Gordon Hayward can stay healthy. You mentioned Terry Rozier is obviously. Uh, are going to miss a couple of games, but uh, this team last year was just decimated by injuries. If if these guys can stay on the floor, uh, you know that they can get into the playing part of the tournament. I, I think it's a must for Steve Clifford and Mitch Kupchak. I think anything short of a a play in appearance, and I, I think with the new owners here, uh, I think you're you're probably looking at a new GM and a new head coach. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, actually. You know, what do you think about the job that Steve Clifford has done? Because I was going to ask you if you thought maybe the seat was getting a little warm. Because a couple of years ago, they were a play-in team. They looked like they were kind of on the come-up. And then last year was a disaster. They didn't play a whole lot of defense. 
and probably some of that has to fall on coaching and personnel. Uh, so do you think it's you know probably? The and hot hasn't seat? he coached there before? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. He was there yeah. before. I uh, yeah. got fired, and then when they fired James Borrego, uh, they brought Cliff back. Look, I love Cliff. Uh, he, he, he's a great dude. He can. He, he's a great coach. Uh, but there's no question his, his seat is warm, and it could get hot before the season's over. That, as I just said, I think it's they have got to make a playoff appearance, whether it's in the play-in tournament or you know getting in the regular playoffs. But uh, yeah, for. I think Cliff is universally liked here, but I think the the feeling, especially with new owners, and you guys know this, anytime there's an ownership change uh, with the guys that they didn't hire, they have no allegiance to, uh, Cliff is, is basically coaching for his job this year, I believe. What do you think the ceiling is for Brandon Miller? Not just the, this season, but really his career. You know, I, I think we, we've already seen, we know he can score, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, and look, you guys know this is the NBA. If you can play a little bit of defense, you're going to have a long, long career. I, I think he has shown that he can can shoot from behind the arc. Uh, he's going to find his bas- his shot. Uh, I, I think he can be – I don't know if he'll ever be a superstar in the league, but he's certainly a guy I think that, you know, eventually could, could land on the all-star teams and uh, it'd be a solid contributor for it. Maybe he, he, you know, look, being the number two pick, you're expected uh, to to do those types of things. And, I, you know, he's played, what, two weeks? But I think he, he's off to a nice start. I don't want to switch gears again too fast, but UNC was one of the more disappointing teams last year, was the number one team in the, before the season started. Uh, and you, obviously that thing went off the rails fast. What's your expectation for them this year? Well, they uh, you know got off to a nice start last night. Uh, they, they they've brought in some transfers. Uh, obviously, Mondo Baycott is a preseason All American there, so uh, the expectations are always high for North Carolina. Uh, as you said, it, it got off the rails last year, and they didn't even want an NIT bid. But uh, the expectations, I think. Certainly, to, to get back to the tournament, uh, I don't think North Carolina fans are going to accept missing that again, which I don't think they will. I think they, they get back to the tournament. But, you know, they're going to be in the upper portion of the ACC up there with, obviously, Duke. Uh, Clemson's going to be good. Virginia, I think, is going to be good. Uh, so I'm you know thinking a top-four ACC finish and then uh, a solid seeding for the NCAA tournament. Mark Yarbrough, 7.30, the game in Charlotte. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks, man. You you got it, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, the, the Hornets, I, I just I don't know how you can continue with Steve Clifford as your head coach. If, uh, yeah, I was trying to be nice and ask, getting. like, why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, And then Trista, luckily, you stepped in and were like, isn't I'm he sorry. better coach? No, I'm no, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wait a minute. Like, how many times has he been the yeah. head coach? And he was in Orlando, too. He's never been in but like, why do you fire situation. a guy and then come around and be like, you know what? We that would be like getting a divorce and being like, you know what? I, there are people it's who have married though. the same woman. My, twice. my aunt did that. Yeah. Did then, she? Oh wow! Spoiler alert: They got divorced again. <laughs> and so then they, they split were like, assets they were like twice. Up again a couple like months ago, and I was like, no, we're not. Oh, doing Khalil this. I told my mom, I was like, Indiana, I'm not though. going to another wedding. Spoiler alert: uh, Steve spoiler Clifford's spoiler. probably going to be fired at some point as the Hornets head coach. Anyway, they may even chop off his hand. I hope they don't do that. That'd be a bit maybe just a pinky. I'm not a Hornets fan. I'm not the one saying it on social media, but people are ruthless out there, especially Hornets fans. This is true. (laughs) Worse than Philly.
Hornets X. That's gonna be mine. You know what? I'm gonna start a rivalry like you got with Kings fans. Hornets fans. Yeah. Coming after you, son of a bitch. There you go. It's BetMGM tonight. Except for the sideline.